Paleo Runner podcast is devoted to finding better ways to live, run, train, and eat. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. You can find more information by going to paleorunner.org. You can also follow me on facebook.com slash runpaleo or on Twitter at runpaleo. Email feedback to Aaron at paleorunner.org. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about a product I've been using called 3Fuel. 3Fuel is a sports drink that gives you sustained energy throughout your workout. It gives you fat, protein, and carbohydrates. To get 10% off, use the coupon code 3FOLSON. Go to paleorunner.org and click 3Fuel at the top of the page. If you're listening on the podcast app for iPhone or iPad, click the link displayed on the app right now. My guest today is Tom Barbieri. Tom is an endurance athlete and triathlete, and he's also a coach. Tom, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate you reaching out. Yeah. Well, Tom... Tell me a little bit about your story because you're you're very active in a Facebook group called uh, Vinnie Tortorich's No Sugars No Grains, and that's kind of how I first heard about you. And um, you've you've had this story over the years as an endurance athlete where um, you were an in shape guy, but then you ended up actually gaining some weight, and within the past couple of years, you actually lost about 50 pounds. So, kind of give me the the background of your story of how you ended up, you know, being really uh, enthusiastic about fitness and then ended up gaining some weight? Sure. Well, um, I've always been very active uh, through high school um, playing sports. Uh, I've been very active. Uh, when I graduated high school, um, moved from New York out to California, I became more involved in uh, more individual sports per se. I picked up running. I did a lot of swimming. Of course, being in California, I did a lot of surfing. So moving away from the teen sports, I really got into some of the individual sports. Um, mm. I became really interested in <clears throat> open water swims and, uh, being in California, we had a lot of that. Mm. So in, in July of 1989, I did my first organized, uh, race. Um, and I really fell in love with it because it really gave me a good sense of inclusion and being able to kind of do my own thing, go at my pace. And while I love team sports, um, individual sports really gave me a more of a sense of independence and being able to do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So fast forward about, uh, 20 years and, uh, um, over a hundred triathlons later, uh, 26 marathons. Um, and in one Ironman, I got to the point to where I finished Ironman triathlon. I did Ironman Lake Placid in 2011 and I kind of felt like I was at the pinnacle of, okay, now I was, I consider myself uh, elite, at least by my terms and what I've done in my experience. And I kind of sat mm -hmm. back and said, okay, I don't really need to train anymore. I can just do what I want, eat what I want, and not really pay attention to my body because I had done it all, mm -hmm. which was really odd for me because I have uh, education background in human physiology and anatomy. So mm -hmm. I never really made the connection about what I was about to do to my body and what was about to happen. Uh, so what happened was is I ended up gaining probably about 25 pounds and I did Ironman Lake Placid probably at about 205 pounds mm -hmm. and I went all the way up to about 230 pounds. I just and didn't, how tall are you? Um, I'm 6'1". 6'1". Mm -hmm. So I was, uh, I was definitely overweight plus. Mm -hmm. uh, and I carried it well. People are, didn't really say I looked overweight. I carried it well. But I just didn't feel good. I kind of mm -hmm. felt like I was slow and sluggish. My times were dropping on the runs that I was doing. I was very unorganized in my training. And it was definitely a move from what I had done for the, the year of training moving up to Ironman in 2011. So my, I think my, my rock bottom, as people 
like to call it when people get to a point where they're rock bottom. I did an open water swim race on Memorial Day weekend here in Virginia where I live. Mm -hmm. And I finished probably in the bottom five. And that's total of the swim race. And I just felt horrible. I felt horrible. And I sat at my desk at work the following Tuesday and said, I need to change something. So I instantly went on, went online and found out how, what were the the best and quickest way to lose weight. Mm. What'd you find? What'd you find when you started searching? Well, I found, uh, I, I looked at different ways to do it. I calculated, you know, I calculated what my BMI was. I calculated what my calorie count was. Um, I kind of dive dove into some old textbooks that I had and reached out to some people that I had known in the past, uh, talked to my wife a little bit about it and really came to the point to where I was kind of like somebody who really needed to start a budget. You know, when you start a financial budget, one of the first things you need to know is, well, how much am I spending? So I know where my money is going. I had to do that with food. I had to find out what I was eating, what it meant to me. So I could understand how my body was using it. So I spent six months in counting calories. I used the, the app MyFitnessPal, and I kept myself on calorie restriction. So for six months, I stuck to 1,850 calories a day, plus trained for a Marine Corps marathon, and, uh, and did that, and ended up losing probably about 30 pounds. I did Marine Corps marathon probably at about 195, between 195 and 200 in, in 2012. So at 195, are you still overweight at that point, or is that a, is that a good weight for you? I was right at the cusp of being uh, overweight. Mm-hmm. So um, when I did Marine Corps Marathon, I actually had a really good race. I ended up having a, a, a PR of about 40 minutes. So I went wow. down. Yeah, nice. so it was good. <clears throat> it was really good. What, what time I, was that? I, I, I did that race in four hours and 10 minutes. And I was always nice. between a four-and-a-half and, and five-hour marathoner. And mm-hmm. you know I was okay with that. But now – when I had saw myself losing weight, I saw myself getting faster and I saw myself, I felt better. I said, okay, there's more that I can do here. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and fine tuned my training even more where I had worked a little bit more speed work. I actually ran a little less, but I mm-hmm. improved the quality of what I was running. Okay. And at the same time with food, that's when I went ahead and made the switch from counting my calories to really understanding the quality of food. So, so I took the, the quantity approach and I moved more to the quality approach, kind of like mm-hmm. what I did in my training. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really understood about what type of my macronutrients I used. Um, I went a little deeper in researching myself and how my own body reacted and put a lot of my education background to myself to say, how, how can I understand how proteins and carbohydrates and fats are affecting my body in recovery? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I experimented. I, I looked at, you know, how vegans were eating. I looked at how paleo folks were eating. I looked at how um, uh, other different ways to eat. Um, and I really ended up probably for about four or five months really having a mixed approach of, of really three major ways of eating. And, okay. and it really all boiled down to just eating real food and understanding that, you know, just sticking to real food, understanding my macronutrients and just balancing my diet. Mm-hmm. So, Tom, it sounds like prior to gaining this weight, you had, you know, when you're doing, you said you did almost uh, or over 100 triathlons. What were you eating at that point, and how come you hadn't gained weight all all the way up until around 2011 when you decided to take it off? Do you, do you know exactly what happened there? Was it just a drop in training, or did you start to eat junk food, or what what actually happened? Well, it was it, it was I think it was a combination of all of the above, Aaron. It was really about um, you know, my, my nutrition through all of my training that I've done over the past 
25 plus years has been, I never really used food as fuel for nutrition like I do now. Mm. Um, I just really ate whatever I wanted to eat. I didn't mm. really pay attention to it. I drank um, a lot of soda. You know, I drank, um, you know, I had my fair helping of beer and wine. Um, I didn't really eat a lot of vegetables or I think a better way to say it is I didn't really appreciate um, the power that plants and vegetables have on one's mm -hmm. diet, even if you're not totally vegan or totally plant powered. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really understand about their whole real food approach. Also too, my family history is not great when it comes to um, uh, metabolic syndrome. You know, I have a, I have a family history of uh, early onset diabetes, type two diabetes, hypertension. I mean, you name it, it's in my family. So that was also a big part of my change. I kind of, that's always uh, lurked in the back of my mind. Um, my father passed away at the age of 54 from a lifestyle induced cancer. And I really did not want that to be me. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I'm 42 years old now. That's only 12 years away from me. And when I'm 54 years old, I want to be racing my kids at triathlon and marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you started to take approach where you were actually looking at your health and not just your weight necessarily, but actually how you were feeling, how you were performing. Is that kind of, that's the feeling yeah. that I'm getting. Is that right? Yeah, that's a great way to sum it up. And it's really, for me, it's not just the way I feel physically. It's also the way I feel mentally. Um, I think this whole approach and, and what I've gone through over the past couple of years has been about, um, you know, it has been about losing weight and getting healthy, mm -hmm. but it's also been about taking my fitness and endurance to um, a whole new level because I'm right now I'm running times and performing at levels that I was performing at when I was in my early twenties. Wow. I mean, wow. My marathon time in my, my last marathon time at Marine Corps marathon was um, a three fifty two, which was a draw. So Tom, uh, we were having a little bit technical difficulties there, but the last thing I heard you say was that uh, how you started looking more at the quality of your food and how it was affecting how you were feeling. And you actually saw a huge improvement in your performance. You were performing again like you were in your early 20s. You, you ran, I think, oh, a 340 marathon. Um, and that's where, that's where I last heard you. So can you, can you tell me a little bit about what kind of foods you were actually eating when you decided to really focus on the quality? Because there's so many different things out there. There's paleo, there's the vegetarian, there's vegan. What, what kind of uh, ways of eating were you most interested in? Yeah, uh, I was most interested in eating. Um, it really, from, for me, it just came to real food. I think that I had a responsibility to myself to really understand how my body responded to certain types of food because one of the things I found out um, through experimenting with different types of food that I was experiencing differences, uh, different things from what other people were experiencing. Um, so I really had to kind of not fit myself into one way of eating. I really had to take what worked for me from the different um, styles of eating. Mm -hmm. So, um, but what the common denominator was in all that, Aaron, was really just eating real food, unprocessed or as little processed as possible. I tried to go as much raw as I could. Um, I did a lot of um, blending of vegetables in the Vitamix. Um, and then, you know, also looking at different types of um, whole natural supplementation um, and just, you know, finding what worked for me from both a recovery and a, and, and, a, and a support standpoint for my training. Okay. So how did you get interested in the Vidi Tortorich no sugar, no grains approach? Or is, did you ever go that route? Because I, I see you on that forum a lot and um, 
I've actually, I heard you on the sh on Vinny's show last year where you had actually done a 50K, mostly on a high fat and a protein based diet. Um, how long did you try that out for a while and, and how did that work for you? Um, I, I did. Um, I was uh, a big part of the Vinny camp for a while um, just because that was really part of my journey and understanding from, you know, different people that represented different ways to eat. You know, I could also say that Rich Roll was a big part of, big influence over what I did as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, listening to Abel James and then folks like the, you and the guests that you have on definitely were, were, were part of that. But, you know, Vinny um, did a great job at making himself so accessible that he really became a, a good partner in me um, being able to identify what worked well for me. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, last year was really, I was focused a lot on, um, fat adaptation and really being able to use fat as um, my main um, source of fuel. Uh, and uh, yeah, I did do a 50K and my training around the 50K was um, was all around fat adaptation. The 50K was actually three weeks before Marine Corps. So my training for the 50K and the, and the marathon kind of went hand in hand. Okay. Um, so I guess you could say the 50K was my last long run before the marathon. <laughs> um, I did experience some issues during the 50 K to where I think I really, at that point really understood, um, how my body would use fat to a limit, but then did need some sort of carbohydrate specifically in the form of glucose to kind of quote, get me over the hump. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, that 50 K was a really great learning experience for me. Um, it didn't really change my approach for the marathon because my approach for Marine Corps marathon last year was really just using. Um, you can, um, and a little bit of water, mm -hmm. uh, maybe for the first 10 miles after that, I had nothing. I used nothing and I had negative splits the entire race. So my last, wow. actually my last four miles of the marathon were my fastest. So essentially what I did was I saved all my stored glucose and glycogen stores for the last four miles instead mm -hmm. of burning them out earlier in the race. Nice. Nice. That that's pretty exciting. So how did your times compare in that Marine Corps marathon um, compared to previous times, um, are, are you still close to PRs or what? Are, yeah, what are that was a, um, that was what I call um, a decade PR. Of course, my, my, my personal record in the marathon is a 331 at Chicago okay. um, about 15 years ago. But uh, the, this I ran, I ran Marine Corps, it was a 351 last year. Okay. Um, and then the previous, that was 2013. I was a 410 in 2012 mm -hmm. and, and I didn't run in 2011 and my 2010 time was about 450. Okay. So, so Tom, it's a full hour. It, it sounds like, you know, you've, you've learned a lot from different people, different ways of eating and, and found something that worked for yourself. But when you were in your, uh, when you were running your marathon times as you were younger, were you a high carb athlete? And th does it feel different to run that marathon in a, in a state where you're burning mostly fat? versus carbs? Um, yes, I was a high carb athlete. I was uh, very much into the um, pasta feeds the night before the race. Um, was, I was very much into carrying a waste pack with as many goos and power gels. <laughs> and, you know, I remember, I mean, still remember my gel of choice was actually called Carboom. Um, <laughs> yeah. You may remember it. Um, so heard I, of it, yeah. I, I think the name kind of speaks for itself. Uh -huh. uh, so it was really more about um, me doing what I saw everybody else doing and just kind of going with the flow. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I always remember my recoveries being tough. I remember feeling inflamed. Um, I remember having, you know, at the time, I, most of most of that time I worked in running in the running specialty business, mm-hmm. uh, selling uh, in a shoe store. So I would always work the next day, but it was always common to just limp around. Mm-hmm. But all of my runs since I had originally moved over to more of a fat uh, adapted training regimen, mm-hmm. um, I've been able to bounce back with no problem. Like I've had very little inflammation. As a matter of fact, at um, Marine Corps Marathon last year, um, coming home, uh, I don't like to be one that one that brags about not having to eat something. But I, even though I only had that one bottle of Ucan for the first uh, ten miles of the race, I didn't need. I didn't only had a couple of glasses of water during the rest of the race. When I came home. I didn't really feel like I needed to eat anything. As a matter of fact, I played football in the front lawn with my kids for a couple hours. <laughs> I felt I felt unbelievably great. That's awesome. So That's great. It, yeah, it was definitely a good approach, and you know, and and I've actually have made some changes since then because I've uh, I've used Marine Corps as a benchmark in kind of making myself get faster. So I at that point I committed to understanding. Okay, how now since I've quote cleaned my body of all the carbohydrates and all the bad food over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. how can I use sugar and carbohydrates as efficient fuel to actually get faster? Mm-hmm. And so, so what, have, what have you found? How are you talking about strategic carb utilization? Are, are you, are you still um, on a high fat diet? You know, how, what role do carbs have now in your diet? Yeah, um, I'm still, I would have to say, uh, I'm probably moved more away from the higher fat type of diet. I'm in what, much more of a balanced approach to where um, I have moved carbohydrates in, but more from a real strategic standpoint. So if I have a, um, so for example, tomorrow I'm going to.